0: Yeah, we good. Bet, easy. All right, let's try. It. And we're live, baby. <laughs> hey, um, AJ, uh, fantastic work. I appreciate uh, everything you did for us tonight. Get us uh, hosting this thing. Uh, make sure the audio is clean and, and uh, out there for the people. You know, uh, you know how much I love my good audio. So, thank you very much for no that. No Problems, man. I went to school for it. <laughs> hey, where that degree at? He's
1: coming. Don't worry about that.
0: All right, all right, we rooting for you, Kiana. What's going on with you? Hey, now. Hey, nothing much, Nell. What's up? Not much, bro. Everything, everything, as usual. Walter Rogers, good. Now, appreciate you. Thank you very much. We had uh some technical difficulty. Um, I want to thank everybody for doing this one, uh, virtual, like we did uh a lot last year. Next week we'll be back to a regular schedule. Okay.
2: Use...
0: Was that? What you say? Okay, never mind. I don't know. Just make sure you—you're there talking to yourself. Just make sure you're okay. (laughs) Okay, all right. Um, Right. Yeah. So, with that (laughs) being said, um, (laughs) what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) 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 Hey, um, I'm I'm back. Uh, Missed Seattle past two weeks. But uh, I want to thank y'all for holding it down. Shout out to Manny, too, as well. For everything studio-wise for us. Hey, shout out to Manny, man. Oh, yeah. But I got to call out Nell real quick because we got, we got a small problem. Oh, my God. So last week on the pod, there was a talk about a coup. <laughs> and you see, I, I called in. I called in, and I wanted to actually, you know, see what was going on. And then y'all hung up on me. I cut the line. My phone dad. Now I got you right here in front of me. I'm just asking the question: What what was going on with that? Y'all was doing my a lot phone, of talking. My
3: phone dad.
2: <laughs>
0: you know what? I can um I could buy that excuse, but the uh the Pod has multiple multiple charges. You could easily plug it back in, but it's all good though. It's all good. I still got number love for you. So,
3: but you know it was, it you know a coup is like the definition goes. Either way, you know, it could either be a violent overtaking, or it can be a successful move, which mm-hmm. allows another business move to come in. So we were just taking over for you temporarily.
0: Hey, and y y'all, y'all, y'all did y'all, y'all y'all did an excellent job with that too as well. I appreciate you. Hey, know, almost all retiring is taking the full CEO role. Let's y'all run the pop. <laughs> it's a no for
3: yeah, me. Yeah, because you know, AJ, AJ, uh. You know, he, ain't want, he ain't want Skype in or, you know, so we had to, you know, we had to do what we had to do. Hey, y'all did y'all thing.
0: Um, everything else good? Been good for the past couple of weeks? Haven't seen y'all in a minute. Yeah,
3: we've been good.
4: Kiana
3: been, together. Kiana been dealing with me as usual. Okay.
4: It's the husband and wife thing. You've been dealing with me too because I know I've been dragging you out to the stores. You know, men don't like to go grocery shopping. And you know, for my business, you got to do a lot of grocery shopping. And hey. so he's, he's been doing his diligence and being a good husband and a good support system. And he's been going with me. So I appreciate that.
0: What's up with his business? I've seen your pictures with the, the strawberries.
4: So sure. Valentine's Day is coming up. Hey. Everybody knows chocolate covered strawberries is like a staple for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So I launched that um, last Saturday or Friday night maybe Saturday and then um, I had another bright idea this week that my husband put into my mind so Sunday I'm dropping new boxes for Valentine's Day it's only going to be a limited number of those boxes because they are more expensive so those boxes will be strictly pre-order only yeah
0: Okay. I'll uh put me down for one, please.
4: Wait, what? One what?
0: One of those boxes.
4: The bigger boxes?
0: Yeah, yeah Let me uh let me get that. Let me get that off of you. Rick oh, getting
3: should... get in a lot of trouble, man. <laughs>
4: yeah, he, did. He, need, he needs a really big box. <laughs>
3: um, hey, let me so we, hey.
4: I'm doing shipping too. So this one is a little bit different from my other ventures. Um, Valentine's Day, you know, requires a lot of people all over the world. Especially with me being prize service, I got a lot of people who want to support all over. So Mm. I ventured this one into um, shipping. So my shipment orders are going to be going out a little bit earlier than um, my pickup and delivery orders. Those will be delivered on Friday evening. Um, The shipments will probably go out Monday or Tuesday just to make sure it'll make it in time.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, we live right up the street, so... I don't need no shipping the hand I can just come pick up.
4: Yours, yours, will, be, I mean, yours will be available for pickup on Friday. No orders are being delivered on Saturday or Sundays. And, you know, that's the day most people celebrate Valentine's Day. So I didn't want to be bombarded with orders on Friday or Saturday. So those of you who wanted to place your orders or have already placed your orders, you have to do it by February 5th delivery orders by February 5th um, shipment orders by February 5th excuse me and delivery orders by the 10th
0: okay how can people reach you at
4: um I have a Facebook fornao catering and my Instagram will be up soon but for right now I'm using my main page at what is the page misunderstood heart Miss underscore stood hurt.
3: Butterfly inspired life.
4: Oh, see, so it changed it. Butterfly inspired life.
3: Just okay, type, in, type it in the comments. Easy. Yes. Hey, we run from there. Hey,
0: thank you very much for all you've done out here. I know Um, I've seen the grind with uh, UNL, you know, just running the business from the moment I met y'all, you know, a couple years back. So i like to see everything come full circle. So, yeah, yeah. Shout out to both y'all. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, let's move on with this thing though. Um, couple announcements for B If I can uh, take this time to do this, we uh, we're working on expanding ourselves too as well. Uh, shout out to B and Y Gaming, which will be online here pretty soon. Uh, AJ, thanks for your help for that too as well. Uh, playing a bunch of old school game titles, mixed in with some, uh, of course, some uh, some modern day games too as well uh hopefully next saturday we'll be up and running BNY gaming uh it'll be uh a con- a collaboration of me uh my two sons Rick and Jet we'll be playing games uh nintendo switch uh playstation all sorts of things um i've introduced both the- both of them to uh, Bowl this past week yeah, they and like they like they absolutely love it and not only do they absolutely love it they got uh a- they got a good grasp of it too as well so, since Super Bowl is going to be in a couple of weeks, we're going to have our own Super Bowl and Tecmo Bowl. Mm. It'll be them two, me versus computer, whoever comes on top of that, Super Bowl, maybe like a little little prize at the end, depending who gets there. If it's me, cash, if it's them, maybe I give them a popsicle. So, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> <with>. <laughs>
3: uh, what if also, you lose to the computer?
0: <laughs> hey, I, I don't even want to speak that to existence because that'd be a very <laughs> sad day if I lose, you know, in a national audience. Be losing through the computer on tech mobile, that can't happen. Uh, you hey, the U.S. Olympic meme team, uh, BNY Network, uh, shout out to Nate, uh, helped create uh, BNY. So, me and Nate, we gotta get back uh, doing some work here. It's pretty soon. A show that we ran about a year and a half ago where we just uh, just analyze memes. I mean, you see all the memes popped off now with the um, I got you with uh, with the inauguration, you know, Bernie Sanders, whatnot. So, we take that, go a deep, deep dive into it, next level third-level, fourth-level, Inception-type shit, and we actually um, we actually uh, decipher it. All live. It won't be on the Spotify or Apple Pod, just for obvious reasons, but Twitch, uh, Twitter, YouTube, you can find us there. And Steam, also... Um, Steam. 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 Oh, oh we got to talk about that, too, as well. And uh, the, uh, actually, two more, two more announcements, too, as well. Uh, BNY Radio. I got AJ here to talk about BNY Radio. I'm going to pass it off to him. And let him uh, ooh let him talk his uh his uh his not his, uh his thing from there yeah, what yeah, you got yeah. so uh bny
1: radio uh everybody checked in last night appreciate y'all i've seen all y'all on there uh every thursday we run in bny radio um pending uh obligations for the for work but uh every week we giving uh 100 dollars away uh to the number one person that gets the most uh the fire emojis and if it's trash Uh, If y'all tuned in last night, they were pretty ruthless last night. Uh, Mm -hmm. Shout out to my man, Jason Harmon. He was on his game last night. So if it's trash, we cut the record off. But uh, yeah, every week, uh, you know, send the music into my email. I'll put it in the comments. Uh, And, you know, we play music for a good two hours. All underground music. Please don't send me no copyrighted shit at first. I'm tired (laughs) of catching the copyrights. <laughs> but, yeah, so being for real, radio, please man, stop every, every Thursday.
0: Hey, just for the uh, for the the audio audience, what is your uh, email address? Uh,
1: my email address is disherstudios at gmail dot com. That's d i s h e r studios at gmail
0: dot com. And that's live every Thursday too, as every well. Thursday. Hey, in the last announcement, um, Miss Tobias. Uh, brought to you by the BNY Network. Myself, my man, uh, Jair. Uh, we talk sports, music, entertainment. We analyze all things in sports worlds, uh, as far as uh, everything up to Sunday night for a Monday release, and then we also do um, an album review or a movie review on Thursday for a Friday morning release. So that's the schedule we're going to try to stick to. I'm speaking that one into existence so that we mm-hmm. actually stick to that. And then uh, hopefully we adhere to that schedule. So, with that thing being said to as well, please, all of you out there, help us because sometimes we get busy. So we gotta work things around that. But we're uh we're pretty excited about that podcast. It's 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 already existed before, but we're gonna uh, make sure that we can give you a full fifty-two week, uh, within just two podcasts a week too. As well, there's over a hundred podcasts a year that we're trying to give you. So I wanna. Um, I wanna definitely um give a shout out to Jair for that one for helping create that vision. All right. That's it for announcements. Beautiful.
4: Oh wait, I got uh, one more. Go ahead.
0: Go what ahead, you got?
4: Go Super Bowl order starting. I'm gonna do it after Valentine's Day. So that Super Bowl is what day. Yeah, at the Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. When is it's, the Super Bowl? It's the first, first
0: week of Sunday, February. First Sunday in
4: February. Oh I think Lord, it's
1: like I'm the third or something like
4: that. That's next week.
0: Yeah, next No, week. Uh, no, no, it's no, not next
1: seventh. week. It's yeah. Next next Sunday is the thirty first. Next Sunday. No, is it? Uh, two Sundays. Next Sunday is the
4: thirty-first. So I put my football orders. menu you up uh next week on BNY. Okay.
0: BNY. And they can reach for the same the same uh address too as well, correct? Yeah,
4: and at catering at gmail.com.
0: Hey, too easy. Hey, you y'all make that happen.
4: F-I-N-A-O catering at gmail.com.
0: Beautiful. All right. So normally we have some memes here to uh pick uh to start off our podcast, but we had uh, some uh technical difficulties, so we're gonna skip that one. But we'll do just a quick recap for this uh quickly. The meme I was going to use is, uh, I mean, we all seen the Bernie Sanders memes out there. The one <laughs> I was going to use tonight was the one with him and uh, Chris Tucker on the porch on Friday.
4: <laughs> Legendary.
0: Hey, he's Easily my favorite. Yeah. Um, I know if y'all seen a couple of them, what was your favorite?
4: That was just looking at. Mine's got to be
0: the one uh, with the J. Cole album,
1: 2014, Forest Steel Drive.
0: <laughs> I like that one, too, as well. Hey, that was shared to the group, too. I think that was uh, I think Rachel shared that one. Or Lou, one
3: of them. Nell, what you got? I like the one where he was in my basement.
0: Hey, I'm a- <laughs> hey, we gotta post that Ooh, one to yeah, the group you. too as well. Yeah, we post that one.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah. But nah, seriously though, um did you see the ones where he was sitting on the field when the walkers were walking? Oh, Star Wars? Nah, but I need to see that. Oh, one, I missed that.
0: I missed that one. That's funny though. <laughs> that's that was one of my favorites. Hey, I love to see it. All right, like I said, normally we have that shown, but little technical difficulty. It is what it is. So we'll press on from there. Hey, All I'm, right, I'm so, gonna
1: apologize too, cause I with the tef- technical difficulties, I haven't eaten yet, and y'all gonna see me eat. <laughs>
0: well, oh, well, man. Hey, as long as it ain't Manny, you good to go. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> All right. So we had a we had an interesting week. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a president. We had one president at the beginning of the week. We have another president now, too, as well. So now I want to take this time open up with uh, Kiana first. And I just want to look back at these past four years, mm-hmm. with, uh, 45, and think about what you think you would tell your grandkids about his time in office when that, of course, when that time comes, um, a legacy. You can look at legacy one one or two ways and I, I, you know, how you feel is how you feel. You know, I never put anybody in the box in this podcast. So what do you think, Kiana, I'll go with you first. What do you think of 45's lasting legacy is for personally and for the country too as well?
4: Um, personally, I feel like he created a loophole for people who are hiding in the closets before about their systematic racism for them to come out and be more open and abrupt about it. So it's one of those things where I talk to my kids about it a lot. Like, I talk to Nike about it a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. When it comes to Karens and Matthews, I guess that's the male version of it, or Christopher's or whatever they call them. Um, To be mindful of those people, I myself have a lot of Caucasian friends. Um, My very first best friend was Caucasian and I never knew how bad systematic racism was until Trump. And I dealt with a lot of people in the service too. Um, This year has been probably the worst of the four just because of the election coming. So for myself, when it comes to telling my grandkids about 45, I'm going to talk bad shit. Like, I'm going to let them know the real deal and how hard it impacted us financially, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. It was a drain for me. Um, In the last four years, I had to sit down and talk to my son about not running. He's a runner. He wanted to go into service, but it was hard for him to go outside and run. I had to tell him he couldn't stand out front the stores with his friends, even if it was just waiting on them for one or two minutes after school. He couldn't do that. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: I had to talk to him about being safe with his friends, even in groups, because at one point it was a situation where they were police were attacking young black boys. I had to talk to my son so much about white and black supremacy in the last four years It's crazy. And then we get down to my daughter asking me questions about how is this man even a president? And he's talking about grabbing pussies. He's got so many sexual assault cases pending. Sexual harassment cases pending on him. But nothing has happened. How do you explain that to a 14-year-old child? And then let alone have to explain it to my grandchildren. It's one of those things where he corrupted the white people so much and I'm going to say it because that's how I feel but it's not just white people he corrupted so many minds that I believe he created a cult of his own which is sad and they actually have an app that's uncensored for white supremacy like his hierarchy is unmatchable but 46 is going to tear that shit down to the ground He's not even playing. And that's what I want to see. And that's what we are seeing already. It's only been two days and he didn't overturn so many of the, um, the laws that Trump created. But for my grandkids, this is going to go down in history like Obama's presidency. Because he could have easily started the Civil War easily. But the younger generation, my son's generation, are bold enough to speak up about the injustices and aren't about to let things continue on. So that's something I I enjoy. And I'm glad I talked to my kids so they can also talk to their grandkids. I mean, their kids, my grandkids, about what happened this past four years. Like it started off horrible. It started off with riots. It started off with protesting. I had to explain to my son my daughter what the hell a noose was. Like, and two years ago, I had to explain to my daughter what a noose was because we showed her an article where in Texas a young man was hung by a noose in the middle of a field and they say he committed suicide. Really?
0: Hey, hold on one second. Who got cannon on right now? Okay. Goddamn damn engineers. It'll be young people. <laughs> my microphone is muted, thank you. Somebody oh, got son. me on. Somebody got can on. Can I go on? You want to roll? Do your thing.
4: Yeah, but um it's bad enough that we take them to African-American museums, the Blacks and Wax Museum here in Baltimore, and they actually have to see what happened early on in the 1800s, 1700s, 1600s. But to see lynching still happening in the last four years or them being publicized in the last four years is horrific to me. It's really horrific. And so that's something that I have to explain to my grandkids, like it's still prominent today Systematic racism will always be an issue because there's not enough people who care enough to stop it. It, It's not enough people to care enough to stop it. And in 2020, I'm praying, 28, 29, 30, hell, I'll even go with another. I'm not going to push it that far. 2028, 2029, grandkids out there as wise as my children as my children are and understand the life lessons that I will be teaching them as they grow older.
1: What if you have grandkids in 2022? Oh
4: Don't beat the fuck up. Jesus Christ. Don't <laughs> be the fuck up. You, old boy. No. I'm not hey. ready. We had an agreement. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Hey now what you uh hey now same question what you got <laughs>
3: <laughs> um I'm gonna keep this real real short and sweet um so I got the pro- the pros about Trump, which you know everybody's going to kind of like shy away from, but oh uh, shut up um he he is he, he is an awkward guy you know he, he's a weird dude, but um as much as we like him he he has kind of benefited the United States in some ways, some ways. He's brought hundreds of thousands of jobs back. I won't take that away from him. Um, his tax cuts he 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 had in place did boost the wealthy, which a lot of lower class to middle class really didn't like too much. But the wealthier the wealthy stayed, the more they were able to keep us employed when this pandemic hit. So, I mean, you kind of take it with a grain of salt, but lower class and middle class would have lost a lot of jobs if the wealthy didn't have those tax cuts because it did boost their income. So, I mean, that was kind of a pro for us. Um, but the cons, and I'm not going to name them all that I'm feeling, but the pandemic was one of his biggest failures in my eyes. I mean, y'all see the numbers, you know, um, we got people in, in a frenzy right now, you know, it, and it it's, a, it, I can say this jokingly, but unjokingly as well. I mean, I, I've seen people walking through the stores with their eyes watering. I used to think, man, you know, these people crying and, you know, maybe because it's not how things used to be. People want to talk to others in the grocery stores and they want to be social. And but <laughs> a lot of people just trying to hold coughs and hold sneezes in because of how people are going to look at them if they do this shit. I mean, you know, it's it's. It's so crazy out here that he he took it as a joke. And then not even people of his following, but even people who didn't like him, once they heard he say it was a joke, it was just like, well, you know, if the president's saying it's a joke, then I mean that shit ain't real. You know, that's I've seen so many people teasing the fact that this whole corona thing was happening. I mean, it it was ridiculous, bro. I mean, the the coronavirus memes were just like the Bernie Sanders memes are right now. I mean, nobody took it serious. But that's because our so-called fearless leader was doing the same thing. So, you know, if a person outside looking in is looking at somebody that's government related, it's just like, all right, well, you know, he the president. Or you got government officials saying it's fake. So, you know, if the internet said it, then there you have it. But, um, how that I mean, biggest failure, bro. And this one is a pro and a con, but the whole Capitol Hill thing was in my eyes, um, we we needed we needed to. We needed for that to happen. And, you know, not to exclude anybody, but especially for the black community, we needed what happened at the Capitol to happen because it was always a plan in place to have ready preparedness for Black Lives Matters or Black Panthers or when a group of black people get together to protest, it was always a ready preparedness situation or a program or some type of training tactic that they had in place just in case that happened. So now that this whole US Capitol thing happened, it's just like, all right, now that we've seen the other side of things and how violent you know, a group of white people can be, now I'm, I'm expecting them to have a plan in place as well and that's a lot of people who will say, "Nah, they still gonna let them do whatever they want." They still, but the plan—you've seen the plan in place at the inauguration. I mean, you've seen the road closings, mm-hmm. you've seen the street closing. So now they got a plan. You know, now they got a plan for if they decide to protest. It's not just a plan of action against us no more. So I just felt like they needed to see that. So it was—it was, it was kind of like a good thing that it happened. I mean, and rest a piece to the. The Capitol Hill police that lost his life, but I mean, we needed that, bro. I mean, it, it's just I had to say it. Like we needed to see it. Like the 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 country needed to see it. That it's not just us that you know out here causing the ruckus or you know out here rioting and looting. And I mean, we didn't even take it as far as they did. So I mean, I just I just feel like that was that was a good thing for the black community because. It finally wasn't us, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I I just leave it at that for real. AJ, what you got?
1: Man, I I don't even uh, I don't even tell my grandkids about
0: 45. That's all I got for sure you. Like that. Like
3: <laughs> hey.
4: that.
0: Well, hey. I'll say that history needs to be told regardless. Uh,
3: yeah, and you- that's why I said what I said. It's going to be in the textbooks.
4: Will
3: it, though? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. in the economy uh, version of it. I mean, the economy part of it is definitely going to be in the textbook.
0: AJ, that's all, that's all you want to say? Right, Which is fine.
1: It's, it's, okay, that's absolutely I'm, fine. I'm going to hide, hide my grandkids from the world and the world from my grandkids. You feel me?
3: All right, <laughs> all right Drake. <laughs> that's why I love that woman.
0: <laughs> All right, so let me see how I could say this with the nature of what I do in a way that I want to say this for right now.
1: That's why I didn't speak on it.
0: <laughs> but it's, it's it's always a way you can go about things in a certain in a certain of course, light, of course. So allow me to try to do this. Um this is why I think as if I'm just as sitting back as a as an analyst, this is why I think would have happened if COVID never popped off I think I think uh, 45 would still be the president I think he would have won I think he would have won in the landslide personally
3: mm-hmm.
0: I think he would have I, just being completely honest with you um, before before COVID I mean really think about it to the, the remove a, a president after one term is a very hard thing to do I mean look at Bush he had the Iraq war popping off and he still got reelected. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's really really hard to move somebody. I um, mean, we watched Clinton win two. Uh, we watched Obama win two. It's it's not an easy thing to do. The only the only time I ever well I didn't really see it, but the first Bush he lost, and that's because Ross uh, Ross Perot split the vote with um with the Republican base, and that's how Bill Clinton became president in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it's it's extremely hard to remove somebody after one term. I think he would. I think would have won. I think a couple of things really went sideways for 45 was COVID definitely. I mean, that was just that was just a big a big issue and the voters that turned out and he spoke. Also, everything's popped off this summer as far as civil and human rights. That just made more people like I need to, I need to make sure that my voice is heard. Then before that, I mean Nell yeah, was right I was doing was doing was doing pretty pretty fucking fantastic. And that's how most people judge their lives. Like, how's my paycheck looking? And the paycheck's looking great, they don't just keep business as usual, or business as is. Yeah. It's, it's just what history has showed us. Um, I mean, and they'll say there's some, there's, some, there's some good things, too, as well. I mean, I always bring up, like, the HBCUs, as far as the funding with that, too, as well. You know, I like to see things like that. You know, regardless of who Ooh. does it, I just like to see the good policy enacted. Um. There's some things that also he's done as far as um, politics in general, which is the reason why he was like in the first place was just people just wanted something different than, you know, the normal. Um, I mean, I've seen more politicians curse in the past three years than i ever heard in my life, Hello. Which, which has changed a lot of and openly, like in public forums and, you know, just, you know, town halls. It's it's changed uh, it's changed a few things in that route. So I think that's going to be different going forward. You may get instead of somebody's like real sharp cut, you know, brown hair looking like this. I got a wife and you know family with three kids. You may just get look. I've been divorced a couple times. I got you know this and that going on. That that makes you more authentic to a lot of people's eyes. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot. Of, I mean, divorce is a thing. You know, more than fifty percent of Americans go through it. So a lot of people can relate to that. Mm-hmm. As far as his and legacy though 2020 Is going to tie into Everything with him Going forward He was the man on the job for it Just the way Bush was the man on the job for uh, 9-11 and the Iraq war It's going to be forever tied to your legacy So everything that popped off last year Is intertwined with him So when we ran 2020 You bring up 45 and everything with that uh Nell brought up the um the Capitol riot. And I was on the podcast, you know, I talked about it. So it was um it was it was that was that was that was that was hard to watch. That was that was an absolute embarrassment to this mm-hmm. nation. Mm-hmm. Embarrassment. Uh I'm sitting there looking at it like <laughs> we have you have American citizens running inside the Capitol building looking for American politicians to you know bring vigilante justice to them now i'm all for a certain way of going about things i believe that you can defeat somebody with your ideas and your words and getting grassroots on your side bny podcast to be the example of that you don't have to you know grab somebody by force like batman smack them breaking their collarbone and then get what you want that's not yeah, that's not not, a, not in how we have everything set up. We're supposed to be a civilized society, you know, which is the reason why I felt with twenty twenty as far as human rights go. Like, there's a process for this. Somebody committed a crime, taken to jail. We have rules and laws in place. Our constitution should be upheld. Um, my grandkids, well, I tell them, I tell them exactly what it is, and it's and, it, and it's a hard truth, you know. Uh, these things happen. This is how he responded to it. And history always has a way of telling the story over time. Because over time, people get to really sit back and analyze things. Like, I could look back at something that happened in 1988, and I could really give a full synopsis on it. There's somebody living in that moment where so many emotions are caught up. Mm -hmm. You know, then, of course, you know, people pass, pass away. The new generations come on, and they get to see things like myself. Look back at the civil rights era. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, yeah, I really went through a whole lot of shit. Yeah. But for them, that was every single day that they knew. So when it comes to my grandkids, they look back like, wow, you actually lived through that shit. And I'm like, yeah. And this is what it was like. And it was like this, and this happened here. So it's up to us to keep in mind that what we actually are going through right now, as far as the change that one, the name of this podcast is Full the Gas. Because now is not the time to relax. You know, we did a a lot of a lot of work went on last year, and we need to continue some of the good center blocks we laid down for the next generation.
2: It.
0: So I'm gonna close it right there. I'm not I'm not gonna preach on because the next one's gonna be uh kind of relating to this. Um, does anybody? Hey, Rick, add- I'm, I'm gonna let you tell my grandkids everything. Right, they related shit. Hey, they
4: hey, they
0: <laughs> Hey, with that with that being said though, um. Let's uh, does anyone have anything else to add to that before we we move on with that one? Okay, uh, 46 is now in office. We got a brand new president, we have a brand new president. Um, I'm gonna open up to all things with that too as well. I'll I'll frame it as such as as this the inauguration, what you think with everything. Uh, me personally, I always like watching inauguration, I think it's just an interesting part in American history to sit there and actually see a president replaced with another one or a new person coming in with the election process going on. I just find it to be extremely interesting to see how that whole thing plays out. Uh, what do you think about that? Everything went, went, went with that too as well. And what's your hopes for the next four years with uh 46? Kiana, we'll go with you again.
4: Ladies first, always, right? Yes, ma'am. Um, so I'm going to start off with Joe Biden, right? President, then I'm going to go to Kamala Harris. Um, respectfully, I admire Joe Biden, period. Um, it's been publicized a lot more lately than it was last year, but this is his third time running for presidency, and he won. Um, that says two important things about our president. One, he's willing to fight for what he believes in. Two, failure was not an option for him. And if you know, you've been following on BNY Podcast, that is the staple to our LLC, and I's LLC. Failure is not an option. With that being said, Joe Biden's campaign was changing the world to make it unified. Um, he's proven that with his cabinet members. He's proven that by taking Kamala Harris onto his being his second in command. Um, there's more to Joe Biden than just the outer surface of being the president, him being a family man, him being from where he's from, literally, just like where he's from in America to where he is now. Um, It was a fight for him and for him, he wanted to continue to fight for justice no matter what he had to do to get to it. Now, with him taking on his second in command, it's another thing that I found admirable about Joe Biden as a person who he chose to run with, knowing what the world was like. Um, He chose to have a minority as a running mate, opposed to having somebody of his race running beside him. When he ran with President Obama, he knew he was an African-American president. When he ran with Kamala, he knew she was African-American and of Asian descent. I appreciate that because he knew that their vote mattered. So that's who he ran with. Now, with that being said, he chose somebody who a lot of people didn't agree with, right? This is another reason why I love Joe Biden being the president. With all of her faults and the views that people have about this woman, he still chose to choose her as his running mate. If you look at her, you can see that she is black through and through. Everything about her speaks powerful black woman. Everything about her is powerful black woman. Everything about her is embracing who she is as a black woman. So I'm pretty sure they are going to butt heads during this presidency because of the way she feels and the way he feels. So I feel like he chose somebody on his campaign that is going to not just go along with what he says, but somebody who wants better, like he wants better, but can have a difference of opinion, opinion, and they have to come to a meeting of the minds together. I think that's important. You guys seen two different perspectives of the world. And coming together, one, with a common goal, and two, putting your two thoughts together to make it better for the world and not just black people and not just white people. Or I would say minorities because she's not just African-American, making it better for minorities and white people together. I think that's important for what we have going on in the world today. Now, on to Kamala Harris. Bro, you can't get no blacker than her when you want to get in the presidency. Just like you couldn't get no blacker than Obama. Howard University grad pledged the first female sorority, African American female sorority, aka, and the support she had from just females in general and it wasn't just males. I mean, females and males. Some African American males because some still fought her for what she did in her past. But if people... If we stop judging people on their past and judge them on who they are now, we will be a lot better in life. A lot of people make mistakes in their past because they try to
1: follow the status quo.
4: Exactly. She doesn't want to follow the status quo anymore. She followed that to get ahead because that's what she was told she had to do in order to be where she is. Sometimes you got to fight fire with fire and now she fighting fire and she a goddamn volcano tearing shit down. But she had to get to a certain point. She had to be a standard of what America thought she needed to be to get to where she is now. And a lot of people don't understand that about her. I'm not making excuses for her, but I understand the struggle that she had to go through as an African-American woman to be able to be even considered to be a vice president. I appreciate the sacrifices she made, and I feel sorry for those people who she had to hurt and punish and publicly humiliate in her journey. But where she at now is the Kamala Harris that I like. It's a lot that she's, like I said, it's a lot that she's done in her past that she can't make up for because we can't change the past. All we can do is look for a better future. If people stop looking at everybody, and it just doesn't go for presidencies or presidential candidates. this goes for everybody. So if you stop judging people by the past and look at them for who they are now, a lot of people will be more accepted. And that's just not... That's everyday life. That's what our family, that's what our friends... So this presidential campaign or these the president and the vice president now... They're going to change the world. They're going to change the view of how people view each other. They're going to change the love that the way that people love each other. Because for this presidency, it has to come from a place of compassion. It has to be knowing how somebody else feels or just taking the time back to say, damn, this is this is how they feel. So how can we help them? And put them in a better situation. I mean, it's just gonna be time to see. In, in two days, he signed two executive orders already. His first day in presidency. Two. I want to see what he's gonna do in the next couple of years. now what you got? Um,
3: I like, I like how the outcome. Well, I like the outcome. Uh, Joe Biden is clearly the perfect fit for the country i mean i have my pros and my cons about biden too but um there's not many cons about him i mean biden has his his thing with women's personal space and you know i mean he he old old man you know what i'm saying he kind of frisky not as frisky yeah. as Trump, but Hey, I was just about know. to say that. What about he, Trump? <laughs> he he liked he liked what he liked. You know what I'm saying? But um I, I I like I like Joe. The only thing I really I really, really wish he would have uh, changed as far as the economy and um how things are going as far as jobs was the fact that he tried to raise minimum wage to fifteen dollars per hour, which is a great thing. Uh, you know people just coming out of high school getting jobs younger people getting jobs but the thing about that was he did it at a time where a lot of businesses were struggling so it, it kind of it was kind of like a reverse type thing so um with that being said I just think that a lot of it's gonna kill a lot of it's gonna kill a lot of jobs. In these upcoming years, but a lot of pros to Joe Biden. I mean, he's he's free trade. You know what I'm saying? Like he uh, he's trying. I know he's going to undo a lot of the president, well, former president Trump's trade tariffs. So I mean, I guess that's going to be favorable to the free trade world, and um, his immigration laws are a little less strict. So it's a lot of a lot of people trying to get over into the country to pursue dreams and business opportunities, and I just feel like they're going to have a, a better chance at that now. And um, Vice President Harris. <laughs> of course, she's had her her downfalls in her past, but um, I like that he went with her. because, And it's not just because she's black. That's that's a that's a great thing but Harris is just man she she is a powerful woman bro and um to the people who don't really pay attention to her who's just looking at her color i mean she her her verbal skills her adversarial skills and the fact that she's bringing in like that that lawyerly flair to um to the vice presidency, you know, cause she served six years as California's attorney general and, you know, district attorney in San Francisco. I mean, she has a lot of background as far as when women are trying to get their rights across or when women try to open up businesses or when women facing an unfair trial, I just feel like she's going to be way better at, um, looking into those things too. And um, you always gotta look out for the women, man. So I'm I'm glad he picked her. And plus, she, her debate skills, and I I think that's another reason why Biden picked her because her debating skills are on a thousand, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like to anybody who saw what she did, the Jeff Sessions in 2017, with the the whole what what she? I think she was questioning him on the Russian contacts. And, I mean, he he admitted, like, her question made him nervous. He didn't know how to answer the questions. I mean, she was just bringing it and bringing it and bringing it. So, I feel like we finally got that strong backing to our president that we needed. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like he, she's going to do more for him and be a, a stronger vice president to him than he was for Obama. And I'm saying that respectfully. So it's just, I'm, I'm glad he picked her. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, she's a she's a great fit for a vice president. And, and plus, she's a black woman. So,
1: <laughs> facts.
3: But yeah, that, that's, that's, that's just my standpoint on both of them. I mean, I, I love the outcome, man. I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm a satisfied taxpayer. Yes, sir.
1: You forgot to turn your mic back on, Rick, but it's all
0: good. Dave, <laughs> hey, I'm glad you said something. <laughs> that could have been real bad, real quick.
1: Uh Yeah, I'm 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 actually I, I'm glad that Joe Biden won presidency, man. Um I've claimed it in the past and not, you know, will still say it. the first time I I voted for Trump, realized that I made a huge mistake. But, um, one thing that I did like about Trump, and I know we're past Trump, but one thing that I like about Trump that Biden is actually going to enforce is the, uh, offshoring penalty so he's trying to keep the jobs in America, and that's, um, it basically says, uh, profits of any production by United States companies overseas for sales back to the United States, we're going to get 10% of that. So... To To see that not just he's making a change, but to see that the things that were working for us, it's it's something that people need to look at and realize, like, just because you're Republican or just because you're Democrat doesn't mean we can't work together. You know what I'm saying? And um, another thing I saw that he's doing, uh, and I don't know if y'all looked into it, was uh, Biden care so uh he's going back to uh expanding the affordable care act going back to um basically saying that you don't you can go to um what is it uh back to uh any person that you wanna get care from you're allowed to do that now uh i don't know if it's been signed in yet, but I know that's what he's doing um y'all could look into it it's called biden care uh a couple other things just for the people that haven't like actually researched that I was looking at uh he proposed increasing the corporate tax rate to 28% from 21%. Um I'm honestly not for sure how that'll affect us personally. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with it. But uh even like some of the some of the shit that he's doing for um he's got like a $300 billion bill that's, uh, he's trying to push to, uh, do, uh, spending on research and development of technologies, pushing electric vehicles, which eventually we're going to have to do, um, 5G cellular, cellular networks, you know, staying current with, with our competitors overseas that, that are way ahead of our time, um, uh, it's a lot of shit that i like that he's doing man and i just hope that people can see like just because he's democratic that it's it's not going to affect us as much as we think it's going to um kamala harris i haven't really done too much research about her until she started running for vice president but um
3: damn my phone
1: going off <laughs> ease with that phone <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I haven't really done too much research other than what, um, I've talked to you guys about, of course, but, um, just looking at some of the key issues that she's standing on, looking at it right now, actually, uh, top Democrats for the, uh, Medicare for all bills, so, I mean, she's, she's pretty much backing a lot of what Biden is saying, but I do agree with what Kiana was saying, too. I don't think she's going to be scared to, if she doesn't agree with it, you know, she's going to put her opinion in when it's needed. So, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what they do within these next couple months and, and of course, the next four years. <coughs> and just like Ricky said, statistically, uh, you know, they'll probably get voted back in. So, uh, hopefully eight years, we'll see what happens. So oh, real quick, oh, I, I I do want to talk on something real quick that um, Nell brought up too, the fifteen dollar uh, minimum wage. I a thousand percent do not agree with that though. I don't know how y'all feel. We could talk about it later. I just wanted to throw that out there. now Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I think that uh minimum wage is there for a reason. It's there for minimum skills, and uh, mm-hmm. if if you want to. Go beyond that There's more than Just college out there too Just so you guys know
0: Go ahead Rick uh, I would say something to that uh, If you live in the The richest country In the world And then You're getting Like $9 an hour Doing jobs That were considered Essential To save your ass And mine I think a pay raise Is The least that could happen Is McDonald's pre- Really essential I'm pretty sure The CEO was still be able to take his family on vacation for a month in europe but is mcdonald's really essential
4: i'm gonna tell you why it's essential. essential during the pandemic i'm gonna tell you why it's essential because there are workers like me who had to be at work at six o'clock in the morning most grocery stores and it's and it's in the beginning of the pandemic right i worked for the first two weeks it was hard as hell right, right. okay my daycare was open the entire time because we have a lot of mission essential parents, Gotcha. right? We were one of the few daycares in that area in general that was open at the beginning of the pandemic for the first, I'm going to say for the first six months, months. So from March until September, we were open, okay? A lot of those parents didn't have the time to go back and forth and you got to think it's hard for them with the one and two kids maybe babies going back and forth into the grocery store it's easier for them to pick up fast food so maybe fast um fast food wasn't essential to you but you still have to get these people fed in certain situations
1: so what about this then right if i were president this is what i would propose Mm -hmm. if if we can charge 10 percent to to These companies that are going overseas with these jobs, why can't we come up with some kind of bill where they have to pay a percentage if we're in a pandemic?
0: Well, we had Asher, but that wasn't always enacted by private companies. Right.
1: I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure there's ways around raising the minimum wage. And real quick, Joe Biden, where's my stimmy that's the last
3: <laughs> one I got for that. <laughs> we are the richest country, though, but we are the most in debt country, too. That's
0: Maybe true, we but you, we both need both of us. Yeah, we need both of things to kind of tie together. It'll, I mean, one day, just based on how economics go, it'll collapse as far as debt and inflation. But, I mean, if you could pump a trillion dollars into the stock market every single day, you can take care of my man. My man's at the street, you know, working at Walmart during the pandemic.
1: That's exactly how I feel. I mean, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Uh-huh. I feel like you have you have corporate socialism, then you have rugged individualism for people at the ground level. I'd even
1: say this, uh, Kiana, if they were deemed essential, then raise just those people's up to fifteen dollars an hour if they were deemed essential. Yeah, that, that's I, I so cra- get what I couldn't. So what he
4: did was. He did sign an executive order to pass federal minimum wage to federal employees, correction, federal employees minimum wage to $15 per hour. Because although they are not um, in their normal working environment, they are still working. And a lot of them are making below minimum wage.
1: Yeah, I'm going to look into it more just to be sure. Um, I like I'll,
0: I'm a, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be too long on this one because this just move things along. But uh, this is what I will say. Um, I want to talk some of the executive actions that 46 has taken. Um, he uh, halted uh, funding for the construction of Trump's uh, border wall. I'm re- just reading off of CNN right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Reversed 45's uh, 45 travel ban targeting largely Muslim countries. Imposed a mass man- mandate on federal property. Uh, ramping up vaccination supplies and requiring international travelers to provide proof of a negative test prior to traveling to the u s so I mean he's he's get, he's getting off the ground running as far as, as far as working goes whether whether people agree with that or not um, here's the thing if, if, if forty six and and uh, uh the vp they can they can bring the country back to a state of normalcy from COVID, uh they'll they'll win again no problem yeah um uh, other things to look at too is what you say eight years from now. You know, if, if if as a trend has been majority of our lives in the past 30 plus years, um, if 46 wins another term and then the VP runs, I mean, you're looking at like look at Generation Z. I mean, they're they're overwhelming. Just according to the polls, I don't know if you looked at but overwhelming progressive. So to see uh, the VP become president one day in about eight years is not a hard thing to imagine at all. No, nah. if you just look at the polls, especially with a bunch of new voters, and they're and they're, I, I like Generation Z a lot. They're they're pretty uh they're pretty in tune with what's going on. I'm mean, seeing things in real time, the same way that we saw you know growing up the Iraq War and how that and different things of you know the Bush administration shaped the way for uh you know forty four Obama to come online. So, and this what I say with when any president takes over, whether you voted for him or not, or voted for her or not. Um just just have, have have faith as us as a civilization and it's a it's a it's a it's a tough job. It's a job I never will want. <laughs> I have, you know, if I was in my 70s, I'd rather be sitting on the porch with a ball of brown and cigar than watch my grandchildren, great grandchildren run around the yard. That's mm. that's me personally what I'd rather be doing, you know, not taking sure. the most stressful job in the world. So with that being said, I mean, just give give everybody a chance. Whether you voted for the person or not, when certain things pop up, you disagree with. Disagree with. Then, educationally, you know, through diplomacy of you, you know, spreading your ideas, you know, argue why you or think why you think or explain why you think it's not right or why you think it's uh why you think it's wrong or think why you, why you think it's right. So it's it's ways to uh, communicate with each other. Then you know, you know, we're not. This isn't grade school. This is middle school. You know, is we're adults here. We can we can talk about things respectfully. You know, human rights. Of course, that's you know we draw a certain line at that. But you have a difference between like marginal tax rate between 37 percent, and 31 percent. I mean, whatever. We could talk about that one all day. But mm-hmm. you know, just give just give everybody a chance and just see, just judge them on the job they do, whether D R, blue red. Just judge them on the job and and then when four years pop up, you can use your right as an American to um. To either vote for them or vote against them, you have you have the choice to do that. So, true. That's what I would say. So, um, from here, uh, just from 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 the start of any presidency, just give them a chance. And when they do something you don't like and things go sideways, you have it. You have something to do with that too as well. You can go to the ballot box. You can grassroots organizations. There's so many things you can do. So, and if you like them, like her, keep it going. It's your uh, it's your vote. You vote how you want to. Uh. Sure. Is he, if you ask no one else for that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, move, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on from here. Go ahead. All right, let's move on to uh, let's move on to number four, top number four. All right, I'm gonna switch this up completely. All right, BY versus Internet. AJ. Yes, sir. Can I ask you a question. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All, right. <clears throat> All right. This is more. This is this is really a yes to no. It's not a what if. It's just just out of curiosity. If you had to um, play a game, or I'll get it more specific. If you had to win a game show to stay alive, which game show would you choose?
1: Mm. Let me see here. If I had to, all right. So, if I had to win a game show to stay alive, which game show would I choose? Um question that is a good question um i would have to say uh i feel like uh is is the price is right one does that count as a game show
0: that absolutely counts yeah, a game yeah.
1: show yeah, yeah.
0: To stay alive,
1: yeah.
0: Or that's it. Ain't going to. Ain't going to Rikers for ten. Same last time, uh, baby. As if. Okay.
1: And I'm probably gonna stay alive. At least for the uh, the hour and a half of the show. She gonna say Hollywood Square. Just so just so he get closer to Trump. (laughs) Or naked and afraid, that's what he wants to be on. Hey, breaking news, real quick. Does anybody know why Facebook just logged everybody out? Nah, it, it. did you check on your phone? That's weird, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably because I'm Caucasian.
4: I'm say fear factor,
1: yeah. Nah, I, I gotta challenge myself a little bit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> stay alive. You worry about a challenge, <laughs> gotta make sure I better myself each time. If I go on fear factor, I'm winning this
0: shit easily, right? Well, AJ wants to gamble with his life while he gambles with the game, too. As well, I'm <laughs> we more about every single day, baby. Man, y'all
1: know I, I gamble with life in general.
0: All right, we're going to move on that one. We ain't going <laughs> to. <laughs> Darnell said true that. <laughs> we do going to touch some more on that. All right, number five, Kyrie Irving. Hmm. So So we've all seen the news. Kyrie Irving, Nets, left the team, doing his own thing, came back, playing basketball again. But let's go a little bit deeper than that. Um There's a mental health aspect here. And here being why we, uh, we like to highlight, that's one of the things we love to highlight, uh, just uh, you know, there's a lot of things that people go uh, people go through. Uh, myself, I've had I've had certain issues in the, in the um, in the past that I've been able to talk with people about and able to overcome that, which I'm not ashamed to admit. And I hopefully I can do the same thing to um, to enlighten someone else to you know, share their story to get over their personal demons. Right. Um, Kyrie Irving was about a week and a half, two weeks ago. He just left the Brooklyn Nets. Completely left them. Uh, didn't set, tell anyone anything. Uh, they didn't know where he was at. Then a couple of days later, actually got in contact with him. Uh, and they they had internal conversations with themselves. And Kyrie had a press conference this week where he said he just really needed time off. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that said that, you know, I understand that mental health. You know, I get it. You know, you know, get yourself well. Other people are like, well, this man's professional. You should at least tell somebody you're, you're playing, you're, you're, you know, you're employed by Milton, a million, multi-billion dollar industry. You know, you can't just walk away when you want to walk away. Keon already gave you the first two. I'm an equal uh, opportunity employer here. I'm going to go with Nell on this one. Uh, Nell, as a, as a basketball fan, <laughs> uh, well versed with this uh, particular topic, what do you think about the, the Kyrie Irving situation?
3: Um, I mean, I, for real for real, i I just feel for him, man. Obviously he's going through something, and um i was I was kind of leaning towards publicity stunt at first, but I mean, when you go back to his his post game interview about Kobe and like how he how he just broke down and you know, then you got the corona thing going on, having to wear a mask everywhere making $400,000 a game and can't go out. I mean, it's just, it is a lot of stress. And a lot. Of, and, and the bad thing about it is people with very little to no money think that people with a lot of money um, are always supposed to be happy. And I guess the, that stereotype alone can drive somebody crazy. But, I mean, a man was partying. You know, he was around family. We, we always around family it just doesn't matter to society because we're not rich, but we're always in a shed unmasked. Um, we're always around family at holiday occasions and, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's Eve. I mean, and it's, is it can't be frowned upon on our aspect because it's just, you know, we're just a couple lower to middle-class civilians just, having a good time, but when he does it, it's just like, oh, man, you know, we in a bubble. He can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Now, everybody got to get tested. Now, I mean, but it's, that that's just, it's like that everywhere, bruh. You know, we watch TV shows where, you know, me and Kiana was looking at Law & Order uh, SVU earlier today, and you got a whole set of people who shoot a fucking show Every week or every month, you know what I'm saying. They got to get tested every time they go on that set. So it's just like, you know, everybody is feeling that. Every everybody has to go through the same thing. And for Kyrie Irving to go around his family and party without no mask on, it's just like we don't, you know, we don't know if everybody got tested. And if they did, who would have believed them if he would have said it? And that, that's a lot of things. With black men too. I mean, it's just you know, we we want to vent about things and I'm not trying to like bring bring a certain situation up or, you know, talk about my personal life or anybody else's personal life. It's just that a lot of black men feel like they can't talk to anybody because it's always a thing where, oh, you know, I'm going through this or, or any man for real, but especially the black population of men is just, yeah, man, this happened to me today. I don't know why. And then you'll have a person say, I'm not even going to be gender specific, but you'll have a person rebuttal with, man, people go through that every day. Or, nah, you should have seen what happened to me today. Or, guess what happened to me today? You talking about you. And then that that vent that you wanted to get out only lasted three seconds. So you've been bottling that shit up for months, and then you finally got to talk about it, and then it only lasted for... 10 to 15 seconds because the person's reaction was like, oh, well, yeah, that shit is bad, but guess what happened to me? And then it's just the the cycle starts back over. You know what I'm saying? you right back in that low place because you finally was about to get it out, and then the person didn't want to hear it. And, and, and black men got to deal with that shit on a daily basis because we're supposed to be the most dominant. We're supposed to be the man we're supposed to be these kings, but we—I mean—we can't talk to nobody, bro. It's, it gets to a point where we can't even talk to friends because it's just like they so close with our spouses, or they so close with our other friends or family. It's like you don't want to even tell them because nobody's, you know, bucket holds water these days. So, I mean, with Kyrie Irving, I, I just feel a man. He—he he was real close to Kobe. He wanted to be around his family. And, I mean, the man, I feel like the man really just probably needed a day off. I mean, maybe a couple days, but, I mean, you know, he, he took it to the extreme. But, man, people, we just need it, you know. Men just need that shit. It don't, it don't matter who you are, you know what I'm saying? And it was a thing where a couple of me and a couple of guys at work was, and, and I can't remember the source he gave, but when Charles Barkley told um a couple of other analysts that Kyrie Irving was the most miserable person he's ever seen. It was just like, you know, Kyrie said, and I'm I'm a I'ma fact check this. Uh one of the guys at, at my job told me that Kyrie came back and, and was telling everybody, or he told somebody that he don't feel like he's getting respected in the NBA because of the trades that they made or the times that they traded him and they're always putting him second to a superstar in the league. And it's just like, he don't want to be another Chris Paul. And he said it respectfully, but he said he don't want to be another Chris Paul. He don't want to be in the league for 10 to 20 years and end up having to retire without a ring. You know what I'm saying? Like he want to run his show. He wants to be on his team. You know what I'm saying? He don't want them to trade up and leave him on a team where you got three or four superstars on the fucking team, you know what I'm saying? Like he just wanna he want to run a team, you know what I'm saying? So, and I get him, I, I get that, but um,
1: if you want to run a team, close you have out. to be a team leader, though, that was not very yeah, team I mean, leader. Like, go ahead though, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to
3: cut <laughs> you off. Was he the leader? He's one of them.
2: Is this your leader?
3: Yeah, but who who whose team? What team did he ever leave? where it was just him.
1: The Cavaliers before LeBron and after.
3: Uh, I mean, with this with this generation, I mean, it's you always going to draft a LeBron or a Kyrie or, I mean, it's it's one of them things where everybody is balling now. Ten years ago, if you seen the Knicks and the Nets playing, bro, you wouldn't even watch that game. Well, I guess Kyrie should be uh... 77 to 82. <laughs> right. But now, shit, you, you like, oh, shit, the Knicks and the Nuggets playing. You know, and you're going to sit there and watch every quarter of the game. Like, it's ballers coming out of college now. You know what I'm saying? So, was he really just, you know, the best one on the team since he came in the league?
1: Kyrie Irving is the best point
3: guard in the league right now. You know what? And I'm gonna end mine with that and, and give it to you. <laughs>
0: I'm
3: just saying. Hey, he before, AJ,
0: before you go, go can I say something yeah, real quick just uh ahead. for Nell's point? Um Kyrie Irvin said uh, he had a lot of family and personal stuff going on. Uh he kinda just wanted to leave it at that, uh paraphrasing him. He also says what Nell says uh was talking about here too as well, as far as reaching out. Um he says that um Kyrie Irving said that um in the Instagram post, I'm human, no different than you. I'm healing. So cool. Take a for
4: I that. agree with that, though. AJ, what That's, you got? Uh, I
1: well, I think I'm just, you know, for my job, I'm just going to disappear for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, What's but don't
0: compare your job What's to, the uh, because these guys are in the spotlight. What? Your job is different. I'm not in the spotlight. The NBA? Hell yeah. It's way different, dude. Are you serious? Uh, oh, yeah,
4: your job is absolutely right. fucking right. different. I signed,
1: from I signed the a NBA. contract
0: as well.
4: No, oh, this is in the perspective as it, when you signed your contract,
1: you. Oh, I signed to only make 50000 a year, and he signed to make fucking millions. What <laughs> the fuck you mean? You signed your you signed no. contract. He made
3: $400,000 per game, bro. It's 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 months where they play three times in one month. And
1: it, it, I get like, yeah, we all need a the whole break, second. but it, there isn't like some kind of protocol where he could have been. And I'm pretty sure players have done it in the past. Hey, I need some time off. Is there any way something that I could do? You know what I'm saying? Like you wasn't gonna get paid for the games if you didn't check out.
0: The whole second you had two, you said two different things there. So hold on, hold second. It. The first thing you said was I, I signed a contract with my job. I couldn't do that. But first of all, you, you're very replaceable with your job. Let's just be straight honest. Definitely. Kyrie Irving is at the tip of his spear. In this profession, well, according to Darnell, all these ballers coming out of college could could replace him pretty easily. From- there's 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 a tier. According to ten years ten years ago, it's one thing. As you compared it to. As far as now, there's 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 one Kyrie Irving. You just called him the best I point sure guard in the league. Your your own words. It, it, so it, he's and not if you're the best point
1: guard in the game, you shouldn't be acting like that. You can't just
0: disappear.
4: Now what, he's I'm not, not
1: right. disagreeing with he's the right. fact you that he's human.
0: Just disappear. You should, you should at least send a text Like, hey, I can't make it today You are right about that, I did say that I'm being white too As well, you should let somebody know So listen We don't know if you're suicidal or not We don't know if we need to intervene No,
4: it's not about him being suicidal At some point in everybody's life They want to be Completely in the dark And I'm going to say completely in the dark Because that's what butterfly life is, right You have to In order for you to be at peace eventually, everybody has to isolate themselves and be alone. For him, him being alone in that moment was being with his family. he has been in this bubble for the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. And he's been in COVID. He couldn't contact, I mean, you know, aside from doing what we doing now, Skype and Zoom, he couldn't really talk to his family. He couldn't embrace his family, he couldn't see his family. So when I say he needs to go in the dark, he needs to be with his family. That happens. He went through losing somebody he was close to in the beginning of the year. He couldn't really deal with that because he had to go back and play the games. <laughs> then after playing with the plant, after that, he got into COVID. We, we hit COVID. So in order to play the game, he was going in a bubble. I don't know why it's not human-like for him to want to be in total solitude with his family for a couple of days. Guess what? The people who were close to him knew exactly where he was at. That's why it wasn't a search party out for him for real. His mama knew, and his family knew where he well, was maybe at they because it was at the time.
0: The Brooklyn Nets. Then.
4: For my bad, <laughs> it was important at the time for him to be with his family.
0: No, nothing, nothing you're saying, Keon, is wrong at all.
4: AJ, all how many changing. times have you wanted to just escape and couldn't? How many I times put in, you you? I huh? put in a leave? chit.
1: I put in a leave. Chit took my time off. Yeah,
4: but. Have you ever been denied for your leave shit and felt like shit? Not
1: one time in my United States Navy career have I ever been denied for a leave shit. Well, that's completely anecdotal.
4: I'm going to play. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, I have. And and that feels like shit. Sorry to hear that. It feels like shit to be denied to go see your family. So if he had to take a couple of days, even after they denied his ass, go the fuck do it. I did it. I ain't even going to lie. They put my ass on a wall and everything. You know what? At the end of the day, I didn't give a fuck because at that time, family was more important than everything I had fucking going on. See, you've never been denied going on leave because you needed that time. He's been denied for the past couple of months. So put yourself in his position. Even If, what, if something even, was going on in your family, something important was going on in your family, which and they denied said. you leave, which is would you said. leave yes. without telling no, somebody?
1: I would let them know, hey, you denied this, but I'm still going. I'm going to holler at you. That's it. That's all I got to say. After that, y'all can call me as much as you want. I'm not going to pick up my phone.
3: Off the radar.
1: You know what I'm saying? I probably would have and and, and, and left my phone at the crib. So when y'all try to find my location, because I know people be doing that shit, you're not going to find <laughs> it. But I still would have been like, y'all denied me. It's okay because I'm going to do what I do anyways.
4: So how do we know that's not what happened? How do we know that's not something that they put out there for the because world?
1: They they put it out there that they didn't know where he was.
4: Exactly. What you just said, if you told them that you were leaving, you told them you had to leave, right? You would cut off your GPS and everything. And the only people who, who would know where you were were the people who you were in front of. The you difference would cut off GPS is he didn't even tell them the he phone. was leaving.
1: That's the difference. He did not tell them he was leaving. He just disappeared
3: yeah he just went MIA. They're, they're,
1: that's the difference. You can't just when you make that kind of money and you have that kind of contract, like this man, even though he's back now, shouldn't have been even been able to play off the rip. he wasn't. He ate the quarantine, okay, two yeah. two weeks of quarantine, but so so you're telling me quarantine is is the punishment? Well, he lost do you, game do
4: you think this would have happened if there was no COVID? Do you think he would have just went off the grid like that if there was no COVID? The motherfucker thinks the world's flat. Hell yeah. <laughs> <The>
0: fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like honestly, I got I, I don't know about that, count. I got I don't know. I don't know.
3: He wouldn't have did it if it wasn't COVID.
4: Right. I just don't think he would
0: have. I, I don't think he would have, but I can't say for a fact. Yes.
1: Right.
3: The, the, the man got drafted ten years ago, and it's the first time he went in Well, Maybe he like, should have been drafted
1: ten years earlier, then so he could have played on his own team <laughs> and ran his own team. He should have been born ten years earlier. Thanks, mom. Look, the Thanks, thing, dad. Uh, it's Kyrie. <laughs> is, well, Ky- Ky- Kyrie, he's,
0: he's, he's his own. He's just. I know. I know. We all say you're your own man, but he truly just does like he, almost like Dennis Rodman. Like Dennis Rodman did what the fuck Dennis Rodman wanted to do, but they still knew where he was. And Dennis Rodman disappeared too as well. Went to Vegas with Carmen Electra, exactly. like- but told exactly. he told yeah. he told them before he left. But the thing is that the very least thing I ask is that I have no problem with anyone taking time off. I just want to make sure that you're well and enough. And it's Carmen Electra, fuck, race. you wouldn't go. Was that? <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah, he was having time. Dennis Rodman's having time of his life out there. But it was. was more it was more personal. Dennis just wanted to go party. Kyrie but that's what it was personal was for him.
4: He just needed that time. Everybody yeah. needs personal time. But
0: maybe for Dennis, that personal time was partying spending time with Karma Electra. I mean, yes. mental health is your own mental health yeah. is your own mental yeah. health. So, right. <laughs> I, I ain't mad at either one of them. The only thing for Kyrie I wish is that at least let us know that way, like I said, that you have the ability to sustain life. Like nothing detrimental is happening to the point that you actually may need some serious help. You want time that off? Is. I get that.
4: The at people least let us know. who that's needed all, to know ask. mattered. The people who needed to know where he was at, they knew. Just the league didn't know. He needed that time off to breathe from the league he dealt with. He he really didn't deal with Kobe. Mm-hmm. Then COVID hit right after that. They playing game after game after game. They go in a bubble. He like I said, he can't have no contact with. Man, I wish the fuck. You're saying it's right. Keep going, please. Yeah, like no, like that shit is hard. Let me say hard. Being in a bubble is like being fucking deployed. You can't talk to nobody, you can't see nobody, and when you get a fucking break, you just need a break. Mm-hmm. Even coming back from deployment, you need a breather to to take a break from what you just experienced and to readapt to living life with your family. That shit is hard.
1: Maybe you should have claimed PTSD then. I don't know stopped Look, the thing is that I'm not, I do have
4: PTSD. Why you? I'm, Why not,
1: you I'm not saying you. I'm saying him. If if that's something he's going through, maybe he should claim. It. That was a serious statement. That wasn't me joking. <laughs> like No, but
4: maybe it is a little bit of PTSD. Because listen, saying. everybody knows in the league that certain certain people were close to Kobe, and they grieved, right? But that grieving period for him stopped. When he had some practice at the games and knew that Kobe wasn't gonna be nowhere in attendance. Like people who grief people grieve their parents for years. This nigga haven't even really had time to grief this nigga.
0: Facts. This is facts. This is all true. he
4: put he's put on show and games and supposed he's supposed to act like everything is okay. Meanwhile, he only talking to his mom or his girl or his sister or his cousin about how he's feeling. And the league isn't paying him any attention on how he doesn't feel validated in the league.
0: Well, that's a bad. First of all, I don't know what Brooklyn's doing behind the scenes with them, but hopefully, there's there's people about this in every organization. You have a lot of player development people that that have these roles that should have eyes on the situations like this. That should be talking to Kyrie and different players every single day of like their mental well being and their states and all that. So with and and also listen, you talk. It's almost like. Why is Brooklyn, they're around Kyrie every single day, mm-hmm. and they're surprised this happened? Right. Are they really shocked this happened? Be, be looking outside, it's like, how the hell this happened? But you're there every single day, and this man just, you didn't see any kind of signs beforehand.
4: Exactly. Any kind of
0: invention that was needed to be. Kyrie uh, Kyrie obviously isn't in this, he's not very stable right now, which is why he's left without saying anything. Now, personal response is that, at least I asked is that Kyrie would say something. But at the same time, I'm not mad at Kyrie for saying nothing. Right. I I would like him to say something. But if he didn't and he's okay, I mean, it's it's scary to, to see, like, of course he has friends in the organization. And one day Kyrie doesn't show up. And next he doesn't show up. And next day he doesn't show up. We're like, we have no idea what the hell he's at. Of course you get worried. And, and the crazy thing, yeah, is, worried. in
1: the next couple of days it, it comes out that he had told somebody and they just held water.
4: And if he did it, do that... And that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm bro- know, somebody, somebody in that whole goddamn organization knew where he was going. Even if it was just one person, somebody knew where he was at. It's nobody on this so. God-given earth that's just going to leave and not tell no goddamn body. I, oh, I just absolutely. don't believe that.
0: Oh, I absolutely. You're going
4: to so. tell one person, and that one person might keep it to themselves because you asked them to keep it to themselves. Hey,
3: but you ready?
4: everybody oh. needs a break.
3: What's up, Nell? So let me ask you a question. What's up? So, as far as the NBA standpoint, what well, the NBA's take on this uh, this disappearance? Do you think they are more worried about why he did it, or you know what I'm saying? What's going on with him mentally? Or do you think they're more worried about this 12. this causing a trend? In oh, the NBA? just
0: a trend, absolutely trend. They don't give a damn. Honestly, at the end of the day, why Kyrie left or not? They just know that he's not here playing games. NBA, it's a a business.
3: Do you think it's going to become a trend?
0: It can be. It can. Absolutely. I hope not. I hope (laughs) not. I mean, mean, as a fan, of course not. I don't want to see, you know, Bradley Beal like, hey, I'm out for three weeks. Of course, I don't want to see that, you know, because I'm a fan of the team. But if he needs three weeks to be away, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we watched him last year, the NBA players. They said, "Hey, we're not playing the game. We're not playing the playoffs until we get shit right in uh, up in Milwaukee. We need to have conversation with the right people," and I 100% supported that. There's a lot of people that are mad at that, like this isn't the way to go. You shouldn't cancel games with that, but but we all knew where they were was, at. They just weren't yeah. playing. Well, that's the difference, and that, that's a little bit different <laughs> as well. But I mean. it's, it's, it's 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 a difference. It's differences. You're right about that. But I mean, we've seen it before, and if it happens again, they're humans. They're human beings. They're not just out there for entertainment, for show. Then they go away in a cage. Then they come back out for us to watch, make us happy for two and a half hours, and they go away again. They have kids. They have wives. They have uh, family, uh, mothers, fathers, all that. So, I mean, they're human beings, and they're dealing with a very – they have more restrictions than we do. Like right. Nelson, we can get together and have a podcast. Imagine Kyrie was sitting on our couch right now. We all together. We should have capitalized on that. Fuck. Hey, they would tore him. They'd tear him up left and right. I mean, he he got I'm on a Zoom. Right. Call. He's showing up in his pocket. You know everything's going on right now. Why are you around people? He got on a Zoom on call. camera. We should have we should have zoomed him in the podcast. I'm gonna
1: reach out to him <laughs> right now.
0: Hey, hey, he knows. Go ahead, to, call he him knows up. To, hey, he knows I work Zoom. So yeah, hey, if you make that happen, please do. But nah, but seriously though, I mean it, they're human beings. They're, they're all human beings. So how humans react to trauma. Like like Kiana eloquently stated throughout the whole this whole 2020, and him and, Kyrie, him and Kobe were real cool. One of Kobe's last games going to alive with his daughter Gigi, both them rest in peace, was at a Brooklyn Nets game. Exactly. Playing against the Hawks, and, and Kobe's sitting there explaining the game to her because him and Kyrie were that tight. So, I mean,
3: even though he was there to see Trey Young, I mean
0: yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Kyrie <laughs> and Trey, there for both of them. <laughs> all right,
3: all right, all right. So, so before we, oh, go ahead.
0: Yeah. So I mean, they're all, they're human beings. So I don't want to. I don't. Of course, the fan of me doesn't want to be its friend. But the human means like, do what you got to, homie. Take care of yourself first and foremost. Exactly, so it yeah. can always be worse. It can It can always be worse if you don't take care of it. Yeah. So
3: before we switch hmm. subjects, um, you brought up Bradley Bill oh, wow. I mean, I, I'm just saying. I heard from a very red reliable blast, source.
0: Last but not be had on this podcast, AJ.
3: I now heard from continue. a very reliable source that the uh, the upcoming, the next upcoming trade deadline can involve
1: JaVel McGee, him,
3: no, him, <laughs> two other people, and Cat coming to the Wizards. Probably right, Anthony, Anthony
0: Edwards, Cat, and maybe a couple draft picks.
3: I don't know, but I don't want to see Bradley leave. But it's one of them things where you want to see Carl Anthony Towns in the Wizards jersey. I just want to see
0: the Wizards win. Why can't I just get that? <laughs> Can I just get that? Just win, just win, baby.
3: Where do you think we, we would losing. be? Where you, you do think we'd
0: anything. be at? Damn. i want to take my two yeah. weeks if that happens. Yeah, go ahead. I might have to.
3: Where do you think to. we'd be at right now if we would have went through with that Hassan Whiteside?
0: Haw- 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 Hassan Whiteside provides defense and in an interior presence in the paint. He's not ever. He's from all reports. He's not that great in the locker room, though.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's not that great in the locker room, so I don't know if I want him around. I like I like having Westbrook on his team. He's um he's definitely
3: been a mentor to a lot of guys in his league. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, only Olad- they- Depot is one for sure. Yeah, well, Russell Westbrook. I mean, they only and we only went zero on four his first four games with us.
0: <laughs> let's move on to the next topic man you want to break my heart you're gonna break my heart on bny podcast tonight no man go ahead it's all good man god damn now nah. all right let me, all right the show must go on gotta be a professional right aj oh i've always been a professional <laughs> <laughs> uh, a professional dickhead <laughs> <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm gonna sign a contract that for that where do i where do i sign we we gonna work it out after the podcast. So we going get you. A- <laughs> we gonna get you that. We gonna get you that deal, baby. One way or another. Hey, one of my favorite shows is uh, Black Mirror. I talk about it all the time. Me and Nate has discussed the show and death many many times off air. So whenever things from the show pops up in real life, when life imitates art, it's only right that uh, we bring it up here on BNY. So I came across this article today. I was just looking for it, you know, just looking for different news, news articles, whatnot. And I saw that Microsoft was coming up with a new patent to turn deceased people into a AI chat box. Now this is from an episode of Black Mirror season two. Um uh called Be Right Back. Uh Haley Atwell was in it too as well. Haley Atwell, MCU, um, uh Agent Carter, Peggy, mm-hmm. Captain America movies, same uh same actress. So basically the article says here is that they'll take a a deceased person's uh personal information as far as their images social media posts uh any type of other personal information they have to as well this right here stuck out to me their voice data okay their voice data which i find to be very interesting on social media (sighs) recording your conversations I mean, we're doing this by choice, so it's a little bit, little bit easier for us, I guess, if this were to take place. Um, they take all that, and they'll put that into um, pretty much an AI, and they'll be able to re- recreate you, essentially, your talk pattern, your speech pattern, your text pattern. And then they'll use it as a tool for when you pass on that other people are interested in they can still communicate with your likeness, your, your persona of sorts. Now, there's a couple of things that you can take away from this. And I pose this question to BNY uh, podcast fan group on Facebook. Could this be a mental health tool to be able to help people with your passing? Or is it just a huge intrusion on more ways to collect your metadata while you're alive? Go ahead, go ahead, 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 Darnell. You want to go first? Go ahead. I was going with the white man this time. Already already been. I've been rocking out my people to so entire podcast. They're always it nah, up. Yeah, cool, man. But I am your people. He passed off. <laughs> we are all one. Me <laughs> and I. We're actually related. Yeah. What you Adam got, Steve?
3: What? You th- <laughs> now, what uh, you think about this?
0: That's I, I
3: was. I uh, can't. Okay. Um. I don't. I don't like it. Just okay. to be honest, I don't. I don't like it. Um, you know? I think they just reinventing the Ouija board. I mean, it's just it, it's it's kind of a.
4: You don't like it? You a, got a Ouija board in your basement?
3: I was looking at it as I made that comment, <laughs> but I I kind of I think this is kind of a, a a technological version of the Lazarus effect. You know what I'm saying? I think it can go wrong in many many ways, bro. Um, mm. For now you know, I'm going to stick with my my terms, the pros and the cons. Now, as far as the pros, you know, a a person who just cannot, who absolutely cannot live without their significant other, let's just say a spouse. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen military women, especially, uh, take throws and blankets and all that stuff to graveyards and and watch TV shows at the grave site of their fallen loved one. And, you know, and and I know that it's real hard to get past stuff like that. And thank God I've never had to go through anything like that. God forbid I do, but I think it's just one of them things where it's a tool that'll allow people of that caliber who just absolutely can't live without their their significant other to just use this as a platform to you know have you know and the text patterns as you said the voice data i mean i i feel like that's that's all good and well you know what i'm saying they'll be able to talk to them as if they were here they'll be able to still text them but then the the cons outweigh the pros on this one for me because I can just see one of them laying up right now texting their significant other and then you have a hacker saying well yeah babe uh you know just talking to them as if they were really their significant other and they're using this as an idea for yeah just meet me here or you know what i'm saying like it and it mm-hmm. sounds great it sounds yeah. crazy but A hacker can do a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? It's really messed up, but they take advantage of the gullible ones. And it could be one of them points where it's just like, all right, you know, Microsoft decided to stop this conversation before another $500 a month. You'll have unlimited voice data. You'll have unlimited texting capabilities. And as a grieving spouse, you're going to pay that. You know what I'm saying? You're going to pay it. And, you know, another way, you know, it could be a little girl who lost their parents and you might have somebody from the dark web tapping into their phone. And, you know, just because it's a, a eight or a nine year old, it's just like, you know what? Well, you know, you now you can actually see me because it's a feature that they just updated. And if you come to this spot, you know, this is where I am. So I, I just I don't know, man. I, I'm going. I'm going to have to see a lot more from this and
4: mm-hmm. see
3: what's like the the safety features and you know what they got in tune with it because I I mean right now I just and I know it's probably just you know an idea at the moment, but man, I, I just don't like it, man. I, I mean that's just my stance on it.
4: So the same reason that you say you wouldn't like it, I would wait. Not the techno, te- okay. not the technical part. Like, I I wouldn't want the, the hackers or the scammers or none of that. I'm
1: trying to text nine-year-old girls.
4: Right. <laughs> I, I don't want none of that. But I would oh like oh to talk to my grandmother. Like, I would want the opportunity for my kids to see, like, if possible, like one of those virtual things that they had, like a Tupac or something like that. Oh, the so no, hologram so, Coachella. Yeah, yeah. So my kids can actually see, like what my grandmothers were like like to actually hear their voices because my kids were very young when my my son was the only one born when my paternal grandmother passed away he was the only great great grandchild born and my daughter was very young when my maternal grandmother passed away so in that sense i would want to fill that void so that like like you said, there are some people who passed away while they were in the service. Some of mm-hmm. them didn't even get to meet their kids. So for people like that, this technology will allow them to see their parents in true form, and I think that would be a blessing. But the part that you said would be a curse, and that does suck because
0: giving curse it,
4: both the pros and the cons mm-hmm. when you get it. I mean, you know when, when this does come out. So yeah, it's a gift and a curse because it's a gift because you actually get to hear and remember parents and grandparents or aunts and uncles or what whatever family member it is or even if it's a close friend. Like I had a really close friend that passed away on deployment. To hear his voice and to hear his laugh again will be a blessing because I miss it every year going to Vegas, I dread because that was some place we were supposed to go together. So imagine if there's an app out here where we can actually do this together and I won't feel any regret behind going somewhere like that. Like that would be the blessing, but the curse would be, hey, is this like, is this somebody hacking me? Are we actually doing this together? It's one of those gifts and those curses. Like I hate the fact that it would be a curse but it would, but it gives some type of closure to those who didn't get to say goodbye. Maybe they're not going to use the app forever, but maybe they'll get that chance to say goodbye that they never got before.
3: So let me ask you this question, and is and I, and it's going. I'm taking a way darker turn. Okay. Oh, but what if? So I mean, you you've read the Bible and AJ. I don't read. I mean to get too religious, but um. Hello, bro. In order for you to believe in in good, you have to believe in evil, right? So, what if this is like a, a, a um I want to say just what if this is a way of the government testing, you know, tapping into another world? I mean, and, and you can't rule that out because of what we have been seeing since we've been born. I mean.
4: You're
3: right. You know, GPS has been around since way before any of us was born. It's just new to us. But what if they found a way to tap into, you know, the other world, another dimension? And we we are really talking to our deceased ones. And, you know, when we can't talk to them or when we finally decide to move on after this, this software has been updated hundreds of times. What if it come a time where you decide to move on and they find a way through this whole little portal that they about to create? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's just I don't know, man. I just feel like I'll be honest
4: way. with you, my grandparents, I wouldn't mind. I probably would not mind with Hernandez neither because he was fun to be around. Like I, I wouldn't mind. I would I would wanna see like you know, they say when you pass on, you get you you become a new creature, right? No more sickness, no more illness, no more none of that. So for some people it will be the curse because of the type of lifestyle that they live but think about the people who follow the word of god and who who followed it to the t and when they come back they don't have sickness they don't have you know what i'm saying you don't see them as that person that they were like right before they passed away you see them as they were when they were healthy in human form like that will be the blessing in it so there's a blessing and a curse even in what you just say it
3: yeah, but it, you 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 are a God friend woman. You are very religious and you yeah. know damn well that <laughs> nobody from heaven is being involved in this <laughs> witchcraft. <prayer. laughs> God not allowing it. So whoever so whoever comes through that 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 goddamn I, portal then in that case I don't want no part of the
4: portal. But no, I'm stop. no, I'm just saying hypothetically, it would be amazing yeah. to See my grandmother again. You know, they say if you had if you had an hour from somebody um to be with somebody in heaven for just one hour, who would it be? Right? Mm-hmm. So in that hour, like just, just for that hour in my dreams or whatever, I would be with my grandmother. I'll be with my granny. Just so I can see, I mean, just so I can touch her face, I could talk to her, I can put my head on her lap. Like I used to. And then I'd be done with it. Like, I seriously would. I wouldn't even open the app no more. I wouldn't... I mean, if it's an app, I wouldn't open it. I would delete mm-hmm. it. I would uninstall it. I would do all of the above. <laughs> Only if it was heaven sent for one hour. For one hour.
3: Well, you AJ, would just have you? to watch it. I mean, I'm going to pass it to AJ, but just I'm going to just end off with this. Everybody who comes into that whole little platform or software or whatever... I mean, all, all of them are not going to be good spirits. I mean, nah, I don't the the that. Dev, the, dev, the devil's biggest trick was convincing the world that he didn't exist. So,
4: yeah,
3: <laughs> it's in the details. Austin. Damn. Straight
4: government. <laughs> uh, all
1: right. I got two different takes on it. Uh, First one for anybody watching the podcast right now or listening. If y'all have never ever read terms and agreements on any app you've ever used, <laughs> now would be the time to start. All right.
3: Don't just press accept. Uh. Yeah,
1: don't read them, bitches. All right. But uh, it's,
0: it's also a documentary. On Netflix.
1: <laughs> what one thing I would uh, I would think would be cool is if it was almost like a. Uh, like a tape recorder or something. Instead mm-hmm. of new conversations, it was like something that happened in the past and right. and it just brought it back. Now I get, I get it like we have video and shit like that, but if they could if they could do something like they did at uh where if they could do something where they did like Coachella, I I feel like that would be cool. Like that would be worth it. But yeah. If you're trying to bring up new conversations, like my man BG said in the comments, it'd be nothing but a lie giving people fake coping mechanisms, uh, which would not fix depress- uh, depression. It's basically Siri disguised as a loved one. Hey,
4: hey. hey Marcus Winters, what's
1: good? What's your baby? So, yeah, I, um, at the end of the day, it's a no for me.
4: <laughs>
1: and that's all I got on that one.
0: It's a strong no. It's a it's a hard no. <laughs> you wanna know what's what's uh interesting? I don't think I've told y'all this before, but there's um actually, there's a few comments here too as well. Marcus said, Yeah, speaking tonight, Marcus says, I want to see my father again, but uh I wouldn't see him where he is, not here. All love, all love with that one too as well.
1: Before you go into anything, re- real quick, Ricky, I got I, I wanna add something that <laughs> like, it, it just popped up someone did go ahead I, I just got a text message from a from a viewer right they asked this and, and I'll ask this to you guys what is the, wait are they still with us they, they're still with us right now yes oh okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> I didn't download the app yet <laughs> oh okay <laughs> uh, but now nah, uh, yeah, this, this person good. asked what's the, what would be the difference between this uh, this app and someone that can talk supposedly talk to spirits nothing
4: Nothing,
1: no, well,
0: well now there be. Well, Nell 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 had his, his theory out there, but let's put Nell's theory to the Nell, side for real quick. Ask your Ouija board, ask them what they think. <laughs> I know,
4: don't touch it's your not, fucking Ouija board. We, we ain't doing that. Don't live. touch that Ouija board. Hey, Frank, <laughs> you touch that Ouija board, you gonna go live with AJ all the way to fucking Virginia. Damn,
3: <laughs> we
1: leave the
0: Ouija board for the B-sides.
1: We leave that for the B-sides. On the bright side, I'm moving to DC soon now, so you're good. <laughs> He gonna oh yeah, <laughs> That's going, <right>. going, <laughs> going back, back to DC,
0: DC.
4: <laughs> That's right, he, he gonna be wherever the fuck you at, cause he damn sure ain't gonna be in that basement with that Ouija board. Fuck that. Hey,
0: let me answer this man's question. Um, the difference is that it depends for the what you believe. Uh, As far as a seance, you can be inviting certain things into your house mm-hmm. through an app. You're inviting maybe different agencies into your house. So, I mean, okay. the devil's in the details. You tell me who the devil is. I I, I couldn't tell you that one for yourself. No, no part of it. I, either way. So this is my thing, too. As well. That's what I want to say. So I've always thought about, we talked about this podcast, beginning with legacy. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought, like, what would be my legacy if something were to happen tomorrow? What do I have as far as me to let the people know that I existed? Mm-hmm. And that's really one of the reasons why I want to be in my podcast to be a thing. Because one day, I'm not I'm not going to be here. You know, hopefully of old age, around you know, 130, 140, something like that. I take really? that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I even take 150. They like, yeah, giving it out, I'll take it. But regardless, regardless of the fact, though, is that one day, my grandkids are going to have grandkids. And I want to be able to look back at, hey, what was great, great, great dandy, uh, daddy like? And they can turn on this mm-hmm. podcast and they can see it for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Therefore, they don't need this goddamn app. Now exactly. and all of us here too as well, same thing. But that's just that's not everybody does podcasts or recording audio or whatnot. I get that. A coping mechanism, I understand that. Like you have like a sudden loss and you had no point of closure.
2: Mm-hmm. I understand
0: that. Or maybe you just want to send a message where hear a voice like. You have uh, people that uh, have had their spouses pass away, and they, they sell out their voice their voicemail, and they'll just play it back just to hear their voice again. It's no different than this too, as well. The only problem with, with that is that it's, it's actually not a bad technology. Like the Black Mirror episode, or Black Mirror in general, it's the mis- misuse of the technology that bad things can happen from. Right. You have someone collecting on all your metadata to create this app, and the, the article goes on saying that you alive can help create yourself your AI, but how much information are you giving the AI while you're alive? It's True. a question. Hey,
1: shout out to the NSA for cracking the code yet again,
0: right? And it, once again, it's not like, hey, give me your social and give me your bank, uh, your, your, your bank account, uh, a, a password I th- like AJ says, I need to apply like, for hey, that
1: PPP, baby. <laughs>
0: hey, hey, facts, <laughs> it's not things like that, it's in your face, it's always something more subtle, like. Hey, help create this AI for when you pass away, your loved ones can still hear your voice. Now we're going to need this information from you to make this happen, and you will give? That, that
4: sounds kind of like...
0: This thing is super dangerous, and it shouldn't yeah. exist. It's 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 good to have. It's it's, it's good things that happen with it, but we're dealing with humans here, and humans always find a way to fuck it up. So I don't recommend it. I don't think it should exist. Maybe Kyrie It's going to happen. Like Kobe. Stop. Absolutely stop. I'm not going to set that from you. <laughs> I ain't going to delete that. We're going to let that live on. I, I, uh, hell not, dude. Absolutely not. And we're getting yeah. close to the day, too, as well. Nah, we ain't doing that one.
4: We ain't doing yeah, that. We are getting close to
0: the day. We are getting close to the day.
4: Yeah, man.
0: See, I told you AJ didn't have the drink to be reckless. Yeah. It could have got a whole lot worse, So <laughs> That was bad. That was bad right there. Oh, that was
3: real bad. That was bad. That's it, AJ. Sure God, but God. yeah, I I don't like it. Social social media is there. enough audio. It, it, it's a it's high, it's a social media and what we did for the world is should be our digital footprint, our Ooh. only digital
0: footprint. I got I got and that's, I got a theory I that's fine too. I got that's fine. a theory.
3: What's up?
1: What uh-huh. what if? What if we didn't know this right? So you guys said that uh, GPS was used way before. Uh, and it's just new to us because we're just now using it, right? What if mm-hmm. what if camcorders have always had something that has sent the videos that we take to an agency and they're
4: able to yeah. use it? That's crazy. Is that why we all have chips in our phones now so they can Possibly. electronically monitor us? Possibly. That's
0: crazy. That's why you got a chip in you right now.
4: <laughs> That's what <all laughs> I do. <laughs>
3: All military. <laughs> no,
4: no, 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 When they were giving them shots out before deployment, I ain't getting not there one. I you only got one shot and you they still let you go. Yeah, I wanna say I got I literally only got one and that was it. And that's I what, went on four fucking took, deployments. It was
1: probably the one we got with the, the bubble inside on you. our arm. I forgot what which one it was, <laughs> but that bubble. What what's the one you the smallpox smallpox, that's what it was.
4: That's the only one I got. Yeah.
1: It's that all it it. I that I, I know all three. <laughs>
4: I know I know all R-F-I-D. three of us got the scar from that. Yeah.
0: Hey, Keanu giving off her own Wi-Fi at this point. <laughs> IP address and all. Right. <laughs> hey, they're gonna hack into you later.
4: That's what they doing on our phones. That's why they wanna know where our location is at.
0: Give you codes like the women's soldier.
4: Fuck <laughs> that. <laughs>
0: Hey, let's hey, let's move on from there. Um, all right, so Google versus Australia. Now, I brought this up because I thought it was kind of interesting to what we do here as well, as far as uh, being a media source.
4: AJ, don't start that shit.
0: Yeah, I'm watching them, but you started it first, Kiana. You did start
1: it first?
4: No, Darnell started
0: it first. <laughs> I saw Darnell a few minutes ago too, as well. <laughs> we uh, we uh, we we won't get through this thing. Um, let me, let me read this article for some back, uh, some uh, some background. So Google has threatened to uh, shut down this uh, search engine in Australia if the government there passes a new law to force big tech companies to pay local news producers for their use of their content. The proposed Australian legislation known as the News Media Bargaining Code is the first of its kind in the world and is being seen as a test case of the power uh, governments have to regulate big tech firms. If the code were to become law in its current form We have no real choice but to stop making Google search available in Australia, uh, a managing uh, director in Google uh, for uh, Australia said. A Managing director of Google in Australia said Facebook said it will allow Australian users to remain on its platform. But the proposed laws passed. It would no longer provide news. So basically, under the law, Google and Facebook will be forced to pay news publishers for their content and agree on a fair price or the matter to be settled by an independent arbitration body that would decide on the amount. So basically, any story that you push out there as far as that's, well, there's a lot of things with this too as well. But you break a story, mm-hmm. you have to be essentially compensated for it for Facebook and Google to actually run with it. It allows a certain level of checks and balances too. It could I'm not sure exactly how this would work as far as the transfer of a 24-hour news cycle, how fast news will actually get to you. But... Let's, let me just ask a question to AJ. I'm finally going to start with you first. You're going to deny me no more. God damn it. <laughs> How would you feel about this law being into effect here in the USA? As far as you think it's right that we should get you should get paid for breaking news stories or you just feel like you're just doing your due diligence as a journalist?
1: Well, if that's the case, Facebook need to go ahead and pay me for that uh, news on uh, them logging us all off. By the way, that is a true thing. I've I've done my research, and it really happened, for the record. Uh, yeah. yeah, it really happened, yeah. After I got logged out, new Facebook, who this? Somebody said that somebody hacked it and posted a bunch of Asian porn. I mean, it's going all over. It's blowing up on Facebook right now. But, yeah, why not? I, I don't see a problem with it. Give me my
0: 5%. Where my royalties at? Hmm. Mm. What do you think? Kiana, now?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't know, man. I I mean, I just feel like uh I I mean, I really haven't read too much of this on this, but I mean I know what was it back in two thousand ten, I know Google like pulled their search engine from or the searching capabilities from China. And, I mean, they're doing pretty well without it. I mean, it's still Bing out there. It's still Yahoo. It's still other search engines. I mean, Google, I don't know if they would be hurting themselves, but I'm pretty sure they make up like 95% of the search engine share in Australia or something like that but it's just like the rest of the world so i yeah. feel like if they pull their search search engine capabilities from Australia i mean there's still a US version of google that they would be able to use now it might limit their localized searches but they still will be able to search so I mean I don't I don't know what the benefit is like I don't know what the end game is with this. What would
1: be the difference so, between me selling a news story to or getting paid for a news story from Google or you know wherever as it would be for me to sell a story to like TMZ or something like that? What's the or the shade yeah, room, right? What's the difference?
4: It, I don't think it's no different. They just want to be compensated for them getting it. Uh, it's no difference, honestly.
0: And, and like I said, it's a way, what do you say here? It's the And as I said, it's something else going on here. Governments versus big technology. Twitter, Facebook, Google. And how to actually regulate them from having more power than the government themselves. And this is a part of the tool right here to actually, like I said, that checks and balances. Now, this is my story. Uh, me and Ronnell, YTG. And this is something small, but you can take it how you want to. We uh, created a Lil Wayne Bracket about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Ble- blew up on Facebook. 2.5 million organic. Uh, it, it, it went. It did excellent numbers. But the thing with that, now this isn't a Google Facebook thing, but that Piff picked it up. They actually copied the, um, the Bracket and put it on their own Twitter page as it was their own. There's a couple other hip-hop sites that actually took the Bracket and put in their own page. Well, the only reason we had credit for it because the YTG logo was on there, but we didn't get compensated for any of that traffic they got to their page. What we did? Let's sue. Let's Man, sue. What's was that? Let's sue them. Well, <laughs> uh, so you have other things too as well. Like even if you go at a, at a smaller scale, like look at memes. Like who who actually makes the who's the originator of the meme? Let's say they have a, their actual logo on there. No idea, so if you take put it put on your own page, and if you do take and put it put on your own page, you all that traffic is coming to your page from that meme that someone has created, you're getting all the money from that. But if someone has created it, why shouldn't they get a cut for it? And that could be very, very difficult to actually keep up with. So I kind of see, and, and things that as far as news cycle, I understand, I understand both sides. Like, Google doesn't want to slow down. You know, the news cycle and of course they don't want to pay at all. They don't want to pay for anything. They just want to take shit and share it and be the, the search engine and collect the metadata. And organizations, small organizations like even us are like, hey, we're over here, you know, doing the legwork of the story. We're contributing to what you're, you know, getting all your traffic for. Give us money.
1: I wonder if there's a way this... that you could copyright certain shit. Not to cut you off. My bad, bro. No, you but you I wonder if there's a way, like, you know, like with music, right? your music can get stolen if it's not copyrighted. I wonder if there's like certain ways that that you go about that and we just don't know about it yet to be able to get compensated. Like maybe that's maybe that's the issue that we're not seeing. Like the fact that it wasn't done in a legal procedure or a proper procedure, that's why they don't want to pay out.
0: Well, I guess it's all part of uh terms and conditions, right? Mhm. <laughs> yeah. Should have read this. To- hey. <laughs> so, I mean it's a, it's a lot more with this, but I just want to I don't want to we ain't got to talk about this too long, but I just want to throw it out there like there's there's something going on here between big tech and government. There's there's a there's a new war of sorts that's being fought. And it's not with, you know, guns and fists, it's through bills and finances. So, we'll watch to see how this thing goes out cuz this could have somewhat of an effect on you know future businesses for the b and y brand too as well even i mean even aj down there with the uh, dish i mean you you don't know how this can work out as far as uh, google you know using what you have for their traffic data so i don't know anybody else anything else to add to that
3: Yeah, uh, i feel like it would just help i mean it might it might help them out it might help australia out <laughs> With the other news outlets, I mean newspapers, yeah, ABC News down there. I mean, yeah. Well, it, it would benefit. It would benefit the news corp down there. I don't know how much it would benefit like the people who just Google shit every fucking day. Google is convenient. Yeah. When,
0: when the last thing you been on Ask Jeeves? Who? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jeeves even used Google. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we was asking him, he was asking Google.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right let's uh let's move on this day in black history so it's been um it's the first one reading of the year and uh kiana actually i wouldn't normally if you're in the studio i have you read this one too as well but uh, i didn't share this article with you i'm just going to read it um january 22nd 2009 uh susan rice confirmed as U.S. ambassador to the united nations now, the reason why I brought this up to is, with well, Kiana, with your, everything you talk about the Madam Vice President, mm-hmm. she was also on the short list, too, for uh, being one of the vice presidents.
4: Yeah, I remember. Uh,
0: yeah, f- with uh, with uh, for 46. So
4: mm-hmm.
0: I thought that was actually kind of interesting. So uh, today, 2009, Susan Elizabeth Rice was confirmed uh, by the United States Senate as the first African-American woman to serve in the capacity of U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations in the administration of uh, President Barack Obama. She was later selected as the United States National Security Advisor for 44. Uh, uh, before that, she worked in the um, uh, Bill Clinton administration from 95 97 as special assistant to the president and senior director for African, uh, America, uh, African affairs at the National Security Council. She also worked from 93 uh, 95 at the National Security Council staff as a director for international organizations and peacekeeping. So her record and resume is extensive. And like I said, she was on the short list for VP. She has the uh the credentials to back that up too, as well. Um, and of course, she's not she's not that old either. She was born in '64. She still has a a lot of a lot of life and a lot of things to to do from here. And also born in Washington D.C. So that's always a plus when you have a
4: okay. I like natives.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Where she go to school at?
3: New College.
0: Yep, Oxford. That Rhodes Scholar. So, extremely, extremely smart individual. Um, got a degree. Uh, I got a doctorate in uh, international relations in 1990. So, I mean, that's, 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 that's work. Mm-hmm. That's absolute work. Uh, what was she, 26 when she got it? Yeah, 1964. Yeah, 26. Amazing. Black
4: excellence.
0: Absolutely amazing. And so, she imagine gra-
4: when she, she was 20, what'd you say, 26?
0: She's 26, but she was 22, She graduated from Stanford with a BA in history. So now
4: she was born in what year? 64. Mm. <laughs> she went through some shit to get that degree.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But that's one of the re- reasons why we we read this thing in Black History because it's not it's not ever taught in schools, even PG County, predominantly black. You know, it, I mean, they have courses as for as African American history, but I feel like African American history should be indoctrinated into regular history, and doesn't have to be. You know, it should be its own thing, but I understand that. But it's history. It's it's actually it's, it's history. So we make sure we give a spotlight here on B and Y, where um, where others were not able to or just
3: didn't do. So
0: right. Any thoughts on uh, Susan Rice? No.
3: Uh, I mean, she she did her thing, man. National Security Advisor. What, for four years? I mean, she strong black woman, man. She did her thing, even though her son was out protesting for Trump. But we're going to leave that one alone.
0: (laughs) Hey, I'll I'll let that be too as well. Oh, also, H.A., if you could see this. You see what that says? Nah, I can't. Hold on.
3: Your camera has been on since we started. Yeah, see, this. I
1: survived the great Facebook log out of 2021. I could dig it.
4: Uh, so it wasn't just, I don't know. Uh,
0: All right. <laughs> Evidence. I'm still here, evidently. I guess I survived, like a Thanos snap.
3: Evidence from his claims. We so believe you now. We do.
0: It's because I'm
1: Caucasian. This is shared by multiple people. You guys people. got to fact check, me.
3: We have, we,
0: hey, it's what we do, baby. All right, final thoughts, Kiana. Start with you. We'll uh, start with you again to the end. What we got?
4: Say best, bless, be blessed. Peace, love, and happiness. Support black owned businesses. I
1: love it. AJ. Good to learn now because I, I, I got a question. <laughs> Oh,
0: my God. All right, now, what you got?
3: Um, I'm going to just keep this nice and quick and simple so I can cover my webcam back up. Um, <laughs> Snowden. <it. laughs> but no, man, I, uh, of course, I love y'all, man. Uh, I love the people watching. Our viewers are the foundation of what makes this thing run. Um, well, what keeps us standing. Right and, and the engine that makes us run, uh, so we appreciate y'all, man. This podcast was definitely, well, in my opinion, um, one of one of our most in-depth conversations that we had. So I mean, it, this one was pretty cool. I like this one. So uh, keep our foot on the gas, no pun intended. Hey, and just keep it rolling, man. Hun- hundred episodes a year absolutely love it. AJ.
1: Yeah, so I know y'all are probably trying to end the podcast, but I got a question, man. It, it, <laughs> it's going back to the whole Kyrie thing. <laughs> but uh, why does the NBA and NFL and MLB find these cats for the types of shoes that they wear, and is it right? My bad, man. I I just, it popped up on the TV, and and this shit kind of pissed me off, man. Like, y'all getting fined over some shoes? Like, what the fuck?
4: Just like you would get in trouble if you didn't have on your boots. It's probably a uniform. I
3: I was about to say that. You go 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 on that boat wearing some J's and see if you don't.
1: All right. You ready? I got (laughs) y'all. Hey, here, hey, here it comes you ready <laughs> just like i would get in trouble if i fucking took off without telling anybody get- well we didn't no. say we're not
4: saying he didn't get in trouble no i know, I know. but no I I, I
1: I i see it man like it, it just blows my mind that they can't just it's basketball shoes like it's just basketball
3: i mean you right you know but you gotta wear a uniform man any anything else is a uh, Subliminal advertisement. I'm assuming.
1: If it was uniform, they would all have to wear the same shoes. I'm looking at the screen right now. They're not wearing the same shoes. None of
4: them. No uniform means the type of shoe. It's the type of shoe. Uh, Alvin Kamara
0: on uh. Um, yeah, that's another was one. That's another one. I was I was thinking Yeah. Of he wore he wore the Christmas cleats the the red cleat and the green cleat which by the way I thought it looked fantastic. Oh it was he got, he, yeah, he got he got sued by the uh NFL or not sued, but uh fine. fine by the uh the NFL for it. But he matched the money and just donated the charity. <laughs> T-G. So, T-G yeah, exactly. Yeah. that was cool. For really? He said he said, I know he said, I am getting to find. He said, It's what it is. He said, Where do they find me? I'm just gonna donate the charity. And the NFL find him and he just donated the money to the charity. So I, I don't I don't know what the the hold up is. I mean the NFL for years, they had a dude celebrating the end zone too as well.
3: I guess it's just a, it's a distraction thing, too. I mean, if one of his shoes was gold and the other one was black, I mean, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have been a problem. But it, it's a distraction when it's a different color, I'm assuming. Or if it's just not of good taste. Because even even in the military, if Kiana went in full uniform and, you know, if, if she knew she was a large and she wore a large, or she decided to wear extra large one day, it will be fine. But if she was a large and she decided, you know what, you know, I'm gonna wear a medium today. And it was just extra tight fitting on her, it would be a distraction. So I don't I don't think it really gotta be out of the ordinary. I just think it's distracting if you wish something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I guess one red cleat, one green cleat was just all right, you know, that's that's two. Outstanding, yeah, you know what I'm saying. What Every everybody's attention yeah, right. is focused yeah, on that. You. So, and they don't want it to be a trend. You know what I'm saying. They see Kamara doing it. They might say, "All right, well," you know, a fucking Raiders player might say, "One day I want to wear one lime green shoe for non Hodgkins leukemia and one black shoe." You know what I'm saying and If he didn't verify what he was doing it for, even if he did say it was for a cause, it's still a distraction, you know, because everybody will be doing it.
1: Because that's what we're paying attention to, their shoes the
3: whole game. I mean, you noticed it.
1: I noticed it because they brought it up. I I didn't pay attention until they brought it up on screen.
3: Well, Rick noticed it. Hey.
1: That's because Rick saw his Instagram post.
3: <laughs> watch the one, as well. watch the game, wear one boot and one bait one day, let's see what happens. That's a bit. I yeah, I know you. what happened. That'd be that be act. <laughs> <Gotcha.
0: laughs> hey, final thoughts. Um, I appreciate your time. It was, um, it was, it wasn't easy the first hour with all the difficult we dealt with. So, uh, Neil Kiana, thank you very much for that. I'll let you get it back to being a couple in your own house. One of you upstairs. The other one a uh, nails, nails somewhere in the in the part of the house I've never seen before. The graveyard. I'm in the quiet. I'm in the quiet room. Now nah, I know that. I just wanted to leave that there for the audio. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Don't do him like that.
0: Uh, AJ, I appreciate you um, uh, being able to step up and uh, make this thing happen too, as well. No problem big dog. Yeah, and uh, next week. You're back in the studio as long as everything plays itself out properly, and um there's no um no no scheduling uh issues that uh we'll be back in here. How that, right, Sam?
4: Next week.
0: Yeah, next Friday.
4: AJ, oh, I won't be. I will be there. Where you at? I am actually in Virginia next week, Friday to be exact. You can make dish at Disher Studios. Holler let me. I will not be in dishes Studios. However, I will be in Chesapeake.
1: Are you going to check out with somebody? Oh, you just did. There it is.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to let it go.
1: I hate Kyrie Irving for that, man. This shit pissing me off. Man. God oh, damn. Oh, my God. Why? Hey, Kyrie, hey, my final I just, thoughts. I, 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 I just send checked out, my out with sin- y'all. I, I send my sincere apology to you, Kyrie. But, you know, you know sorry. for It was a dick through. move. Go ahead and say nah, it. It, it. It's not a dick move. Now, check out with somebody, Kyrie. Come on, man.
0: Come holler at daddy. I'll help you. <laughs> hey, I always love a good check-in. Just, just, hey, from time to time. Even I check in with my people, too. as so well from time to time. Hey, you good? Me, You're too. Okay?
1: See, I checked in with Darnell the other day, just on on some fucking, hey, man, I'm not feeling it right now. Like. True. Like, I, just, I don't know, man.
0: Well, you know, they say communication's a two-way street, so.
4: Yes, I would agree with that.
0: AJ, get us out of here. My my wife told me that.